Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I spoke to David Barton of Tools Group. He told us all about the business and their flagship software that automates and optimizes supply chain planning tasks. We talked about their service-driven approach and exactly how we can get our businesses ready for anything. It was a really great episode, so I hope you enjoyed it. But if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast or anywhere that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 225. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. Throughput.ai puts industrial material flow on autopilot by leveraging existing enterprise data. Throughput's AI software predicts demand, reorients production capacity, reassigns warehouse space, and reorders materials optimally more than five times faster than leading contemporary solutions. So businesses minimize over-promising and under-delivering. Sign up for a free demo to see Throughput in action. Visit throughput.ai. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Have you checked out our amazing new live shows? Well, don't miss them. We have them all over on the Let's Talk Supply Chain YouTube page. And plus, 2022, we are going to have so, so much more with some great, great content on topics that you've been asking about. So don't miss out on that. Plus, we have a super busy week this week with a webinar, I'm recording Blended, and just so many amazing and exciting things happening here at Let's Talk Supply Chain. So today I'm joined by a global leader in yard management and dock scheduling software solution. Any idea who it is? Well, I'll reveal it after the question of the week. So I don't know if you guys remember, but we had an outage a few weeks ago of Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, and it created an online frenzy. So we asked you guys, what caused the outage of Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram on, on that day? 33% of you said hackers, 33% of you said they were down, so didn't even notice, 19% of you said the start of the apocalypse, Uh, Mohammed said they are completely hijacked by politicians, Nick Brown, they are all joining for to revive MySpace. That's hilarious. Hanu says, could this be a message from the company showing the effects of outage challenges for the societies in the globe? Interesting. Boyana, everyone in data engineering knows how vulnerable changing release versions is. You check everything in the test environment, and then when going live in production, Murphy's Law will always strike. So hail to our hidden heroes. Without data engineers, nothing works as shown by this outage. Ooh, I love that. Um, Zibusio says, just a social experiment. Sam says, don't know, but interesting. Conspiracy theories are starting to emerge. Vincent Pandora's papers. Can't let that story propagate now. Can we? Laughing emoji. Uh, Magdalena says, COVID-19, another mutation. Wow, we have just so many amazing comments from everybody on this particular question of the week. Thank you so much for everybody who weighed in. And if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, make sure you head over to our Let's Talk Supply Chain page every single Wednesday morning for our question of the week. So now back to today's podcast and which dedicated and industry-leading software company is joining me today? Well, It's C3 Solutions. C3 Solutions is an IT company specializing in powerful yard management and dock scheduling systems. Since its inception in 2000, C3 has been transforming its customers' static logistics operations into dynamic flow-through centers and has gained the confidence of clients around the world and across numerous industries, including retail, grocery, distribution, manufacturing, and parcel post. 
Today, Greg Braun, Chief Revenue Officer at C3 Solutions, joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, their passion for their customers, for industry trends, and the latest tech, and the current challenges in supply chain. But before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Greg. Greg Braun is co-founder of C3 Solutions and is responsible for the marketing and sales department. Greg has over 30 years experience in the transportation industry, of which the last 20 have been focused on yard and dock management, specialties, yard management, and dock scheduling. So welcome to the show, Greg. Thanks, Sarah. It's, it's great to be here. Excited. Yeah, you know, I'm so excited to have you here. C3 has been voted a top 100 logistics IT provider year after year. And I know that you're super passionate about what you do and about bringing best in class solutions to, you know, what at the moment is really a struggling industry. So I'm really looking forward to getting into all of that with you today and sharing your insights with the listeners. So let's dive in. We mentioned in your bio that you're currently CRO at C3, but you're actually a co-founder of the company as well. So before we dive in, into you know what's happening today why don't you take us back to the year 2000 and talk us through why you founded the company and some of the journey that you've been on with c3 over these last 21 years yeah well you know without you know definitely i can do that i mean it actually we're gonna have to go even further back than 2000 because the whole journey really started in, in about 1995 actually and at that time i was working for a, a large uh, canadian trucking company of which we had developed kind of a in-house yard management system, but it was had a high enough profile, like a lot of our big customers, which were you know big retailers and stuff. They would they would come by our our big uh, facility in Montreal. They'd see that system, and you know, in 1995, you know, working with with RF devices, and you know, it was it was pretty much it was pretty out there. Um, so they're all kind of like, hey, where, you know, where can we get something, you know, where, where can we get this system? And, and so essentially the, the president of the company at the time decided, hey, this would be a good business strategy to kind of have a commercial version of the software and then provide like an, an overall uh, turnkey solution. So um, I was working in the IT at that department, at that company. And, um, and the, my, the other co-founder, Nick, Couture was, he had a small uh, software company that did custom software for us. So we, we chose him to develop this, this kind of new version, the commercial version that we were going to provide to our customers. So we did that. So that kind of, we started that in probably around 98. And then we just had enough success with it that at one point, Nick and I decided, hey, why don't we, we buy this software from the trucking company and actually start a company right. out of this? Now, and, and that was, that was, I mean, now we're at in 2000, and if you recall, like 2000, that was like in the, the kind of the prime of the the dot com boom. So this was probably the least sexy company you could ever imagine starting at the time was something to deal with yard management. But um, but we did it. We started in June of 2000, and and we haven't looked back since. That's amazing. I mean, what a journey, right? You you have something that's working for you and then other people are looking forward. And that's that's really just how some of these things work. So give us an overview because we are going to go into a bit more detail in some of the following questions. But what does C3 do? How do you really help your customers? Okay, well, you know, if we, it, we, still, we still do yard management, but if we kind of Fast forward, um, what's happened is, well, I mean, obviously in 2000, the kind of software we were developing then was, you know, it was on premise. It was, you know, old client server type thing. Today, C3 offers a full software as a service offering. And we essentially have two main solutions. We have a doc scheduling uh, platform is our doc scheduling solution and, and a yard management solution. So if you look at it at a high level, um, what we do with our on the dock scheduling side of things, we're essentially helping our customers schedule the arrival and, and or pickup of, of merchandise to their warehouses. Um, and then um, on the other side of things, you know, and all the other aspects that go along with that and, you know, automating all those functions and so forth as well. Um, yeah. And then part of that same solution, um, because both of our products, they reside on the same platform, 
there is a segment of, of our customers that just, they don't maybe do so much of the scheduling, but they do have massive amounts of trader, you know, they drop trailers and so forth. So that's where the yard management comes into play. So, you know, when we're talking yard management, now we're talking about keeping track of those, uh, of that trailer inventory, uh, making sure that we optimize the, the yard drivers because they've got all these tasks to move trailers around. And, um, and just making sure we turn the doors in time because that's the big thing is like with a good yard management system, you're not having to wait for trailers to show up at the doors and you're not having to, uh, you know, and, and you just have a much better idea of where things are at. So, um, so that's, that's what we, we, we do today. I mean, our, the overall platform is called C3 Hub and then the doc scheduling aspect is C3 Reservations and the yard management is, is uh, C3 Art. Well, and let's let's dive into a little bit deeper into those two core solutions. So let's start with doc scheduling. What does that system do, and what are the specific challenges that you are solving? Like, what are and what are the benefits that your customers are seeing too? Well, you know what? One of the biggest uh, challenges that we help our customers with on the on the doc scheduling side of things is is we really help them, it's even the same thing in yard management, but with doc scheduling is we really kind of help them get out of the information dark ages. And, you know, I don't want to, I mean, it's a little bit of a joke, but uh, it's amazing though, how many times I will talk to companies. And these are companies that are, you know, it's like Fortune 100 companies. It's well known. They have a very sophisticated ERP or a a TMS, you know, tier one WMS system. And then, so, so then I'll just ask, okay, well then how do you guys do your scheduling today? Like, you know, what's your process? And usually the conversation just kind of stops um, because, you know, and then eventually they'll kind of mutter, oh, we're sending email or our customers or our, our suppliers send us emails or they call us and, and we keep track of it in an Excel spreadsheet. So, uh, and, and that's, it's crazy how that is kind of the, there's a lot of companies that that's how they actually manage their, their, their scheduling. So clearly, um, you know, we're going to help them put some order into that whole process as well as automate things as much as possible. And, and the way we go about it, we kind of have, we look at it as, as kind of a, there's four main areas that we really help our customers at. And, and the first is, you know, we will help them kind of build a, a plan, this, this scheduling plan. Um, because right. I mean, in today's world, I mean, they already they already kind of have a plan. I mean, every good operator kind of knows, like for example, hey, you know, we don't want to have or all of our floor loaded loads. We want to make sure we receive them in the morning. We don't want to have more than so many per day and that kind of thing. And they all know that hey, this carrier X, we want to have a standing appointment for them and so forth. So they have all these rules. And you know, Wednesdays are one way, Fridays are a different thing, and so. And, and they have those rules to kind of make sure, like if they could somehow execute on that, that would be the optimal flow for their warehouse. So right. what we're going to do is we're going to take all those rules and, and put it into the system. So we're going to put that plan into, into our system. Now, once the yeah. plan's in there, now we can go about and actually automate the scheduling. So, you know, we have an external portal that either our customers, carriers or their vendors are going to use. And they're going to you know, come online, they're going to make a request. Uh, through through a purchase order or something, and and they're gonna that for the most part we're gonna hopefully automate that that process. So we're gonna automatically approve it and so forth, so that at this stage there's nothing really more for them to do. So that's kind of the second area where we're gonna add a lot of value. So we would eliminate that whole clerical aspect of things, and then the other area is that you know every any well any, just a scheduling process in general involves a lot of communication. And in that, you know, and in a manual world, it's, it's like emails, phone calls, you name it. Uh, but with, with our system, we, again, we try and systematize a lot of that, that communication and also make it very strategic. So, and, you know, and what I mean by that is, you know, in, in our system, we can set up what we regard as kind of a, a you know, specific kind of alert. So, for example, a buyer, uh, you might have a customer may have a promotion going on. And the buyer wants to be alerted, like, hey, this, you know, the vendor has to make an appointment. So I want to know when they make the appointment. I want to know when the merchandise actually shows up so that they can, rather than them being constantly calling the warehouse, hey, did they do this yet? Or, you know, so we can give them that that additional visibility. So that's that's the third way. And the fourth way that we really kind of help out is giving our customers all the tools to measure, um, you know, how well either the carriers or, or suppliers actually comply to those schedules. 
Now, I mean, that, that seems kind of obvious, but um, we do also give them the tools to measure also the integrity of the goods. So, and, and what I mean by that is, um, yeah, we found that oddly enough, that once we started implementing our system, there were a lot of our carrier, our, our customers had these parallel processes going on. For whatever reason, they weren't able to do this in their WMS, but they would be keeping track of, manually keeping track of kind of little audits they were doing on certain carriers. And then they would send it to merchandising to say, hey, uh, you know, these guys are complying to your, uh, you know, shrink wrapping pallets policy or your label the you know proper barcode in the right spot policy or even things like damages so like we saw almost every dock that we were on there was a you know people would take pictures of damaged goods and then put it on a drive somewhere and then again merchandising would eventually look at that and three weeks later uh somebody would get called and say hey you guys broke some stuff and whereas now we're we're giving them the tools to do that all live as they're unloading Uh, the product on wireless tablets or whatever they can go through go through this merchandising survey. If there's any challenges, they just take a photo and it's automated. It can automatically be sent to the to the actual carrier and to the to the vendor even before the, the drivers left the site. So yeah, so that's how we really help on the on the dock scheduling side of things. I really like that. And what if a what if a truck's going to be late? Like, what if they've booked that, you know, appointment slot and then, you know, I'm going to be about an hour late because either traffic or, you know, something came up? Well, you know what? I'm really glad you asked that because in today's world, you know, I will admit we're somewhat challenged to really help the customer in that regard because usually that driver, I mean, there's a couple ways it could happen. Um, the driver would kind of, I mean, depending on how sophisticated the carrier is, if the if the carrier, they, they have their own onboard equipment and so forth, so the dispatch is going to know, whoops, we're going to be late. So then probably the yeah. dispatch would notify our customer to say, hey, my driver's late. But yeah. um, we've got some functionality coming out later this year where we're going to give the driver the opportunity to actually check in in advance. And, and he's going to uh-huh. do that in a similar way that we check into the airport now. Right. So um, he's going to also then, if he chooses, he can decide, hey, um, here's my my GPS location, which and again, they probably already have all kinds of GPS stuff. But um, this is just one other way to make sure that he can get processed, you know, and well, one, he can get processed earlier, potentially. In this case, he wants to let them know that, hey, I'm I'm having an issue. But where the real benefit's going to be is because oftentimes because these issues occur, a lot of these drivers are going to show up several hours in advance. And when right. they do that, they still can't show up to the warehouse early because early right. is as bad as late almost. Um, yeah, so, yeah. But now, though, the operation can say, hey, um, the guy's checked in already. I see he's just down the street at the truck stop. So let's call yeah. him in early because this other guy's late. Right. So nice. so that's. So that's how that's going to be our that our imminently future world here. We're going to be dealing with that. So. I but in today's that. world, though, that. yeah, yeah. So that's that's. That. Uh, so so let's soon. talk about the yard management. So you've walked us through what dock scheduling looks like, and 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 what customers can, yeah. you know, appreciate from that solution. What talk us through what the solution for yard management looks like, and what what can customers or potential customers expect. Well, I mean, you know, as I've already mentioned, yard management, that's where we kind of cut our teeth. You know, that's we've been doing that now for well over 21 years. So we've we've got some pretty good functionality in, in that system. Um, over time, you know, you, you, you know, I always like to say we're maybe not the most smartest people on the planet, but we definitely there's probably the most persistent because, I mean, we know we're the only ones still doing yard management from way back when. So we've started, yeah, I think we've learned a few things during that time. Um, so if you look at our system, it is a, it's a very scalable system. Our yard management platform is very scalable, but you know, we more or less designed it to work for the really large operations. And, and, it's, and it's, it's a mission critical system. And, and what I mean by that is that it, you know, our customers not only want to depend on it, they have to depend on it. You know, some of the key industries that we serve, let's say the say the grocery industry or the, the post and parcel industry. I mean, if a system, if you have any downtime, that's just catastrophic. I mean, that, right. that could ultimately mean, you know, a trader's not going to be delivered to a store on time or, you know, there's parcels won't get unloaded and somebody's not going to get their 
Amazon stuff or whatever. So that's that's that has a major impact. So we've built our platform to be extremely reliable and mission critical. So, I mean, similar to, to the doc scheduling side of things, I mean, everything more or less starts at, at the gatehouse or just before the gatehouse when it comes to yard. So, you know, while I would like to hope that, that every one of my yard customers also uses my doc scheduling piece, that's not necessarily the case. In fact, probably we have far more customers using just our doc scheduling piece. Uh, and then, you know, we obviously have some that use both, but um, quite a few of our yard customers, either they don't do any kind of a, an appointment scheduling or they 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 have a, a good TMS and, and they feed us that information. So either way, we, we've got some visibility on the vehicles that are showing up. Yeah. And now the big challenge for us is to make sure that when that vehicle shows up, that we can automatically or, or quickly direct it to the optimal location in the yard. Um, and that optimal location usually is based on, okay, what are the goods inside the trailer? So we want to park it as close as possible to where we think we're going to unload it. Or again, ideally, if we can park it right at a door, that that's the best situation. Right. So, um, and then also the, the key kind of challenge we have is trying to automate things as much as possible. That's our real goal with, with yard management. I mean, we want to improve productivity, but we also want to automate a lot of these mundane kind of functions that take place today. So... Um, the, the real uh, strength of our system is that um, every kind of section of doors, whether they're unloading or, or loading doors uh, within a facility, has kind of a specific work queue that's associated to it. Um, so, so then what happens is as a vehicle shows up, it's going to get assigned to one or possibly several work queues. And then it becomes very obvious for the operator, like what's going to happen next. So so each, each kind of, if I'm responsible for a certain part of the warehouse, I'll see the designated work queue and I'll see, okay, this is the way the system wants to optimally kind of manage these trailers. If I think that, you know, there could be a better way to do this, I can intervene at any point and say, well, hey, I think you should do this one before the other one. Uh, but the main idea being that as soon as a door frees up in that set of doors, the trailer at the top of the work queue is going to be automatically brought in next. So you know, there's nothing that an operator has. The operator doesn't have to assign that trailer move to a driver and so forth. It just gets automatically done. So that's that's a key aspect of our system that we're um, we're able to do that. Now, the other thing as well that that I think differentiates C3 from other um, carriers is that we have, or other providers, I should say, um, we have the ability to kind of manage trailers that have or, or operations that have these complex trailer moves uh, or multiple activities that are associated with a trailer when it shows up on site. Now, let me explain that a little bit. So, for example, in the grocery world, when, you know, I've got my own fleet, I've got trailers that are, are going out and delivering to, uh, to my stores. And as they're delivering to stores, they're accumulating dunnage. They may be picking up crates and pallets or so forth from the stores. And ideally, when I've finished my deliveries, um, there's going to be a backhaul that I can pick up. So I can go to a supplier, pick up those goods there, and then come back to the warehouse with, with the um, supplier shipment. So now when this trailer arrives, um, there's actually several different things I want to do with that trailer. Because my main goal when the trailer arrives, I well, I have several goals, but I want to unload that trailer as quickly as possible. I want to get those suppliers goods. And I want to make that trailer available to be able to be used again for outbound. Um, and I want to do that as exactly. I want to do that as effectively as possible. But there could be three different areas or so that I'm going to actually have this trailer go to. So, so there's three different departments and so forth. So it, there's right. a lot of moving parts here. So, so the way we do this is, as long as we properly identify when the trailer shows up that this is a backhaul trailer. Now I am essentially kind of attributing to this trailer three different. Uh, we call them errands. So first of all, you know, and in, in in they're in sequence. I know that I need to go to the inbound section and I know which doors those are. So I get put into that work queue, as I mentioned earlier. And then after that, I'm going to have to go to the salvage area because to get rid of the dunnage. And then the last step is I want to uh, wash that trailer so that I can reuse it for outbound. So, you know, it doesn't sound that complex, but you think about it. If you've got, let's say, 20, 30 trailers arriving at the same time, um, you know, maybe there are no doors, you know, let's say we can get straight into the inbound section, 
But after we've unloaded the trailer, again, we just indicate, yes, we've unloaded the trailer. The system says, all right, now we need to go to the salvage. Well, salvage doors are all filled. So now we're going to park it up, hopefully, as close as possible to the salvage area. And and, in a manual operation, that would be critical. I mean, you would have to make sure you park it in that area. But um, they're often, that area could oftentimes be full. So, you know, then in our situation, that's not a big deal. Maybe we now park it in an area that's designated for empty trailers normally. Uh, it's not a big deal because uh, in our situation, as soon as that trailer comes to the top of the queue, it's just going to get brought in automatically. Right. And again, this time, okay, the driver might, you know, the yard driver might think it's odd to go into that section, but hey, just do it. That's what the system's telling you. In a manual environment, um, maybe someone's forgotten about that fact that, you know, no one expects a salvage trailer to be in the empty lot, right? So, right. Um, and it gets forgotten. And now we're short of outbound equipment. So that's that's some of the, you know, that's one area that we really add a lot of value to our customers. And, you know, probably, yeah, the, the biggest area though, the the, the, the kind of the, the area that pays for these systems normally uh, for a yard system is improving the productivity of your yard drivers. Now, right. Just a slight parenthesis here. Um, C3 is a Canadian company. And um, in, for whatever reason, in Canada and in the UK, and probably most of Europe, these yard drivers are all referred to as shunters, uh, right? So, so that, that's pretty easy. But when we go to the States, and we know most of our customers are in the US, um, there, is, there is not one common term for these yard drivers. So some places yeah. they'll call them yard jockeys. Some will call them hostlers, yard dogs, yard goats. And I've even heard them referred to as shaggers. So, and, you know, we have huh. a few employees from the UK. So it's like shaggers in the UK has a whole different right. connotation. But anyhow. Yes, it does. So exactly. So anyhow, close the parentheses. So I'm going to use the term shunter now every so often. So you'll know what I'm referring to. It's the yard driver. So awesome. improving that shunter's productivity, that is where the real money is in, in trying to get a return on uh, in a yard system. So so we're going to to ensure that we will optimize that, that work schedule. So and the way we'll do it is we want to try and minimize any of the empty distance travel. So we, do, we don't ever want to see a shunter without a trailer on it. Um, and then we also want to uh, respect the because every time we're asking to move a trailer or the system decides to move a trailer there's a due time for that trailer to get to where it needs to be so we want to be able to make sure that we still always respect those times so if it you know if, if for example a trailer is late then we will sacrifice the optimization on distance but with all things being equal those are the main things that we're trying to do so by doing that properly you know, we can improve a manual uh, shunter's productivity by as much as 30%. So that that's wow. that's fairly impactful. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, uh, how much money is involved in a, in, in a yard driver like that, that that's, there's some big money there. So another area where we've got some, we've got some cool functionality is on the outbound side of things. Um, we normally have a, a integration to a, to a transport management system and the transport management system is going to tell us, Okay, these are the trips that we need to do today. So this is the equipment that we need to have, the empty equipment we need. Um, this is where more or less we need to load that trailer. And, and this is the time that it needs to leave the facility by to meet its outbound obligations. So we're going to get that schedule on a, on a fairly, on a, usually on a daily basis. So once we get it, though, now we've got our kind of algorithms working in the background, trying to match up the equipment that's in the yard with what these, uh, you know, what this transport plan is. And because the big challenge with any kind of a operator is to get into the yard and like, say, for example, a big grocery operator, they've got like, you know, they could have, you know, who knows, a hundred trips. Yeah. A hundred yeah. trips and there's hundreds of trailers in there. So it's like, are we going to make it today or not? Do we have enough, you know, refrigerated trailers? Do we have, you yeah. know, th there's all these questions going on. And so, so we're, we're constantly giving them visibility on, yeah, you're good with this or nope. Now you actually 53 foot reefers, you've got an issue here. You're going to need to, right. you know, either unload these trailers faster or, you know, maybe you're going to have to do some short-term leasing, whatever the case may be. Um, we can give them that visibility, which is a, which is a major benefit for them. That so, is powerful. you know, yeah. So, so, you know, if you look at it and, you know, we, we essentially on yard, we're giving you visibility on the vehicle, on the trailers that are in the yard, the contents that are in those trailers, 
we're improving the uh, the the, the uh, productivity of the of the dock door, so we're turning those doors better. And the big thing is we're improving the productivity of the uh, of the shunters. So that's that's awesome. how we well, add value you- on the yard. Well, and you talk a lot about um, your customer being an enterprise sort of organization. Who's your ideal client, just before we go any further, so that when the audience is listening, they can be like, yeah, that's me, and and yeah, that's something that I'm going to definitely need. Well, I mean, again, I'm always talking about two different solutions here. So on the, um, on the doc scheduling side of things, um, I wouldn't – I mean, there's a, there is a kind of a – a minimal amount of, of appointments you need to do by day, but I mean, it's not massive. I mean, as long as if you're doing anywhere around 40 to 50 appointments a day, you know, that's an okay. operation that can definitely pay for, pay for a system. Um, yep. And, and if you look at, and I would say there's no real distinction between uh, like every, any, any industry that's, that's got that, those kind of volumes, they're, they're going to benefit. That being said though, I would say that, the industry where we probably add the most value is in the grocery industry. Uh, and that's just because of the complexity of the scheduling problem in grocery. I mean, you've got so many different types of goods. Uh, you've got the, the whole, you know, the perishability aspect, the fact that, you know, when you're receiving goods, well, you need to receive these goods in a refrigerated part of the warehouse as opposed to just a general area and so forth. So, so that I would say are, you know, that's, that's an industry that we help more than others, but in general, there's any industry can benefit. When it comes to yard management, you know, as you know, I've indicated earlier that you know the system is very scalable, but um, definitely the larger the operation, the better for yard. Um, anything, you know, I, I, if you don't have at least two dedicated shunters, um, you're going to have a bit of a challenge, um, I think in my opinion, to dig a good ROI. Um, a lot of our big customers can be running in one warehouse, you know, 15 to 20, you know, shunters at one time. So, um, and again, if you're thinking about, okay, I'm improving productivity by 30%, you know, if I've got four of them, you know, I've kind of could potentially eliminate one type of thing. So, and that's, you know, that's where you can get a good payback. Now, every operation is unique. So just because you, you may get a huge benefit from other areas as well, not, you know, improving yard or shunter productivity is not the only way to get a payback, but definitely helps. Now, in, in terms of the industries, again, grocery is a big one. And, and um, grocery is, is actually very similar to the parcel industry because huh. they both have very, very perishable goods. So, you know, a, a, a trailer full of parcels that have a next day delivery commitment on them is as perishable as a, you know, a trailer full of meat or produce. Um, and, and it's as costly to say, hey, if that trailer is sitting for an extra three to four hours even, that could be very, very, you know, detrimental. So, um, well, especially in the, in the dead of summer and you've got beauty products in there, you've got yeah, food in no, there. Exactly. I mean, we've got to be thinking about these things, right? No, exactly. Um, so I, I want to ask you, is it easy to use? Like, is the system easy to use and is it easy to integrate? Cause you talk about it integrating with TMS systems and I'm just wondering how easy all of that is. Well, I mean, to the question of is it easy to use, I would say yes, it's very easy to use. And I'll explain why I say that. Um, first of all, I mean, again, I think we're one of the only companies out there that, that is constantly reinvesting in our yard product. I mean, I know there's other yard products out there, but for us, it's our only product. So so we're constantly reinvesting in it. And, and we just recently, this last year, came out with a a version which has a, uh, it's all based on the front end is all based on an HTML5 interface, which is kind of the, you know, the latest and greatest for, for web applications. Um, we've actually hired, you know, we've recently hired two experts just in UI. So all these guys do all day long is make sure that we are having the most, uh, first of all, our, our user interfaces are standardized. They adhere to kind of general standards and so forth, but they're consistent throughout the, uh, through our, throughout our applications. So in that sense, you know, the, the application I think is very pleasant to, to actually use. Um, the other thing about it is that um, the way just our overall uh, implementation process is such that 
Um, from a training point of view, it's, it's very easy to use simply because when we actually implement our product, um, we, we sit down with our customers and we help them define all of their key business processes as it pertains to yard or dock scheduling. And then we'll actually use those definitions and, and use that to configure the system. So at the end of the day, you know, if you're not in Canada, you don't have to call the yard driver a shunter. It'll be called whatever you call it. And, and we're going to reflect, you're not going to see all these kind of things. Well, why do I need to do it that way? Well, that's just the way the system does it. Don't ask. No, no. It will reflect the way that business needs to operate. Amazing. And then, yeah. And, th- and then kind of the last thing, which is, again, I think kind of cool, is that because we're, we've leveraged, leveraging the HTML5 platform, Every one of our screens that can be used on a desktop computer is, is, is also uh, mobile. So um, every screen that you'll, you see can be, can be run on either a smartphone or a tablet. And, you know, that's a huge benefit just to be able to say, hey, um, you know, I don't have to be stuck to my desk to do this kind of thing. I can, I can do it on my phone or whatever. So, so no, that's, I think, another, another big benefit. Now, you, you also talked about integration. And um, funny you should say that because we just actually, we, we've got a brand new white paper that's coming out actually this nice. week. And, um, and, and we talk about, first of all, we talk a lot about the benefits of doing this because, again, we're a best of breed system. So um, we're usually in between all these. And, you know, we've men- I've mentioned several times today about the TMS or the WMS. So, yeah, we're constantly either receiving information and, and sending it to other systems. And, and we have a fairly, um, you know, I think we've got a pretty good, good way of handling this. We have some dedicated web APIs that are, are you know, allow us pretty much, or allow our customers to pretty much do anything that needs to be done uh, with the product right. through, through integration. And yeah, we've got the new, I mean, check out the new white paper. I mean, we've got some great new examples or examples in there of, of success stories customers have had and stuff. So um so, what's, so yeah. what's that website of where they can find those white papers? Well, it's it's triple uh, w3solutions.com. And then you're awesome. going to go to our resource center and you're going to see the whole white paper. And I'm sure, I mean, I probably was told this, but I, I may have forgotten it. There must be a, it, it'll probably be featured. And we're going to blast it on all the platforms and, and you know, once it comes out, but you'll see. So you'll see. Great. But yeah, just go to the resource center in, in our website and, and you're going to see it. I can't wait to see that. And you mentioned some case studies. You mentioned some stories that we can hear from you as to what, you know, how you've worked with your customer and how they've benefited from working with C3. And that's one of my favorite parts of these episodes. So can you walk us through one of those stories? Like what was the challenge that they came to you with the solution, obviously, that you provided? And then what was the benefit that they saw to their business? Yeah, well, I mean, I have a couple uh, case studies here. And again, if you go to our, our website, you're going to see a special case study section now. And let me tell you now, I mean, I'll explain. You're not going to see the customer names on those. And, and I won't give the customer names now as, as well when I talk about these case studies. And one of the main reasons being, I mean, you know, uh, data security is such a big thing these days. And we're constantly being audited by our customers about how how secure we keep our customers' data. So it's one thing to answer that we are very secure and then just start talking about customers as soon as someone asks. Right. So, so any of these, I mean, obviously all of these, these case studies, there's a customer behind it. So if anyone wants to contact me and find out, hey, I'd really like to talk to that customer and so forth, I can arrange that. But just to say that, you know, that you might find it, if you find it odd why we're not mentioning the customer names, that's, that's the reason why. Thank so, you. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah, well, sometimes people think, well, yeah, but there's no customer name there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a reason for that. So, um, so, so this, the first, I want to talk about two case studies. One is, is in the area of doc scheduling. And this particular customer was a, a leading um, distributor of, of natural and specialty food products. In, in they're, they're based in the U.S., but they, they cover all of uh, North America. Uh, they distribute over 60,000 products to more than like 30, 33,000 retail outlets. And essentially, their big challenge was, well, I mean, they were doing things extremely manually. And, and this was a few years back. So they, you know, I mentioned earlier phone calls and emails. They even had faxes in that mix. So, you know, you, you really can date that. Um, and they were, they had pretty much a decentralized kind of approach as well. So 
each one of their, they probably had at that time, I want to say they had about 12 different distribution centers throughout North America. So each distribution center pretty much managed their own scheduling. So carriers had to call each different DC. Uh, so they had people dedicated at each uh, site and, and there was just all kinds of inefficiencies involved with that. So their big concern was they, they wanted to centralize it or at least regionalize that process. So they, you know, they wanted to get away from that. Some of the other challenges they were having was because they were not able to, you know, they were actually giving out schedule, you know, they were doing the scheduling because we do have some customers that they weren't, they're not doing anything at all. These guys were at least scheduling, but they had no, no real way to, to make sure that carriers were, were adhering to the schedule. So what would invariably happen because there were no consequences to it, carriers would just show up late at the end of the day. So they were paying a huge amount of overtime uh, to their to their dock staff. So dock staff, actually, the trailers would show up, and then rather than refusing the trailer, and it was late. They said, "Okay, we'll just unload you anyhow." So they were paying a huge amount of of overtime labor. So um, what they were able to achieve once they implemented the system is they reduced that the phone calls, so that clerical effort, by ninety percent. Um, wow. They reduced the overtime labor charges by 80%. And again, just by making that, okay, Mr. Carey, you're late now. You're, you've got a demerit or whatever. So then, hey, guess what? Once you start measuring and, and making sure that people have to be credible or accountable, they, they do. They show up. Um, so they had um, so the, 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 the schedulers that they did actually keep, they, they increased their productivity by 50%. And, um, and they had a... 50% reduction in all of these carrier non-compliance issues as well. So that was just a huge win for them. And, huge and they've, wow. yeah. And the thing is they implemented a system. I want to say around six years ago. Now this particular company, their growth and they've grown through acquisition. They've almost tripled their volumes. Now, obviously it had nothing to do with our product that they tripled their volumes, but they were able to do that and grow in a way that was, you know, it would have been almost unthinkable. Uh, with, with kind of a manual Amazing. process that they would have been able to to add that kind of volume. So yeah, it was a, it was a huge success story. So that that was on the doc scheduling side of things. And again, if you go on the website, you'll you'll see that. On the yard management side of things, um, the and this and this one, I would suggest if you if you go and find this one on the website, we actually had the customer in question, and this this customer was a a parcel delivery company in the UK. And they actually did a video of um, of their operation. And it's really, and you'll see it on our website. And again, our the magicians in our marketing department actually somehow took out all the logos, so you you know you won't even see their logo on there. So and again, we kept that private, and they they gave their stamp of approval. But it's a really cool video. I mean, they, they use drones and everything, so you'll see the operation in in um, you know you'll see it in action. So that's kind of cool. Um, so these guys. Uh, very, um, very kind of uh, forward-thinking uh, parcel uh, delivery company. They were growing immensely, and um, they had a lot. And they were running a manual operation, so there was no system. So you know, in a, a, wow. a manual yard operation, you got drivers with two-way radios and clipboards. That's that's what you're doing. So, uh, and they probably had probably around 15 drivers going at one time during their their big shifts. So that's a lot of guys moving trailers around. So some of the big challenges they had, you know, they had, I mean, and these are all just typical manual operation challenges. They had trailer inventory accuracy problems. They, um, their gate would be always congested and they had multiple lanes too. Like they probably had four or five lanes. They still do, but there would be trailers backed up uh, at, at these gates because it just took them so long to, to bring them in. Um, they, they had no way of trying to schedule, to being able to recognize that, hey, today, because of the volumes we're having, our yard's going to be actually full. So we need to kind of send certain, you know, proactively send some drivers to overflow yards. I mean, that they had no way of doing that, and which now they do. And that's a huge win right. for them. The, yeah. the shunters, the productivity of shunters was just was no, right. you know, was really rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And um, they had really no visibility on loading of trailers either. So in, in the courier business, it's so important to know that, hey, this guy's going to be gone in 10 minutes. You can bring in the next one so you can yep. queue up the next trailer and everything so that you don't have doors just sitting idle for even five minutes. It's, it's a really Absolutely. big issue. 
So, so they, that, those are the big challenges. And, and the other one too, which we don't state in the, in the um, case study, but they were also, cause this one, they weren't proud of it, but anyhow, um, they were misplacing. I, I don't want to say lose because the trailer was never lost, but in the, in the courier business, the parcel business, if you misplace a trailer from like more than five, six hours, you've missed the, the outbound run. Right. So, Right. Uh, you know, the typical example would be there's a new iPhone out and you've got a trailer full of iPhones and there's somebody that that had a big opening special and you missed it. So, you know, yeah. it just costs fortunes or by some fashion release or whatever. I mean, those are the kind of things that you don't get a second try at those. So so right. they would misplace these trailers like once a quarter they would have wow. that happen. So th- that was just a, a big deal. And it's hugely stressful as well because, I mean, yeah. you just don't want that to happen on your watch. So um, basically what they were able to achieve with the system is they improved the, the gate processing time by, by 50%. Uh, driver efficiency or shunter efficiency went up by 15%. Um, yeah, well, you know, I said 30 is, is a good number, but in the courier business, usually the drivers, because the moves are so short, they, yeah. you know, they don't normally hit the 30 number. But anyhow, 15 yeah, is still yeah, a big yeah. number. Um, now they have total visibility on tra- trailer unload time. So as trailers are, you know, as they're getting 10 minutes out and stuff, everyone knows and they're, they can queue up the next move and the, and the yard traffic flow is hugely improved whenever they, they, they can get visibility on, Hey, we've got, we're going to be congested, start sending guys to overflow, no issues. And the big winner Amazing. is since they've been running the system, I now think since 2017, they have not misplaced a trailer yet. So, yeah, that's a, that's a huge win. And those are amazing numbers. And I, I thank you so much for sharing some of those stories with us, because then we can really sort of see what it is that we're looking to improve and how it can be improved in those numbers and those percentages as well. I hate that this is coming down to an end, but the last (laughs) question for you really is what does the future hold for the company? What can we expect from C3? Well, um, you know, I gave you a bit of a, a bit of an idea of what's happening is we've got this new release coming out this year um, where we're going to we're going to get much more into the hands of, of the of the drivers. So we're going to give this so we're going to provide the drivers a tool to do to be able to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, to, to check in to uh, to their sites ahead of time, because um, that's a big thing ever since COVID. Everybody wants all of our customers want to do some kind of a driver self check in. Like that's a big deal. So, so we're going to be able to do that. Plus, we're going to give our customers visibility on on where that when that driver where that driver is. So now we can, like I said earlier, we can bring them in faster and so forth. We're going to get more. We're going to provide more and more solutions to our customer suppliers too. Because t- today, C three doesn't really deal. If you're a supplier, and this will happen to us, oftentimes suppliers will call us and say, "Hey, C three, I'm already dealing with four of your customers. Now I'm getting on with a fifth one." Why do I have to have five websites? Well, right. because it's our customer's website. So, so we're going to start dealing much more directly with the uh, with those suppliers, and so so we're going to try and make their lives a bit easier. And awesome. you know, and, and so yeah, there's all kinds of things. I mean, we we've got big plans, Sarah. So you know, it's it's going to be busy busy times at C three for the next couple of years. That's for sure. Wow. Well, I look forward to seeing all of that develop. I mean, it really is tough all the way across supply chain right now. And I think a lot of us are still feeling a bit shocked that unlike what we were hoping for at the beginning of this year, we've seen some areas actually get worse, not better. So it just goes to show that we can't be complacent, right? We need to continue to analyze, optimize, and make improvements within our businesses because resilience in in this current climate is tough. So I just love seeing um, companies like C3 Solutions using decades of experience and knowledge to shape more integrated and efficient technology because it really is going to make the difference between long-term success or failure for a lot of companies out there. So thank you so much, Greg, for joining me today. And thank you to C3 Solutions for making this episode happen. Well, hey, it was my pleasure, Sarah. It was was a lot of fun. And uh, thanks again. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. 
Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast to check out the latest. And if you're having any sort of supply chain challenge, I can promise you we have most likely had that solution on our podcast. So feel free to use the category filter on the podcast page to find those solutions. And remember to come back next week for this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series, where I'll be joined by Donna Wilczek. She's an innovator, business leader, tech strategist, and inventor, and she's going to be telling us all about her incredible career so far, her passion for tech, her innovative spirit, and talent for invention. It promises to be really fascinating, so make sure you tune in. You don't want to miss that one. If you enjoy our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're even on TikTok and on Clubhouse. You can subscribe to our newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com and you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which features all sorts of live shows and content based on the topics that you've been asking for. So head over there right now and hit that subscribe button. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. Or if you want our supply chain dictionary for free, you can head over to our Instagram page, DM us talk one, and we will send you a free copy. And remember to rate and review us over on Apple podcasts and we will feature you on an upcoming episode. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.